Thicken up your skin and get ready for a supersized serving of opinion. Delivering constructive criticism and powerful praise, it's the Podcast Review Show. This is the podcast that takes the guesswork out of first-time impressions. You'll discover new podcasts while learning podcasting tips. Join in on the conversation via voicemail, email, comments, and polls. It's all at our website, podcastreviewshow.com. Today on the Podcast Review Show, we are looking at the unwritable rant. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the schoolofpodcasting.com, and joining me is David, the producer, and Juliet Miranda from the Unwritable Rant. How are you guys doing tonight? Hey, all doing good. Yeah, thanks. And joining me as always, the one and only Eric K. Johnson from podcasttalentcoach.com. How are you doing, buddy? Very well, Dave. Good to see you again. If you're new to the show, we bring people on. They've asked to come on. And what we do is we basically look at what you're doing good and say, do more of that. And if there's anything that needs tweaked, we go, hmm, you might want to tweak that a little bit. So, uh, so far, we haven't made anybody cry, which is is good. We're, there's always, you know, there's always hope, but we don't we don't bring you on here to uh, to kill you. And so, we always like to just start off with a, a little baby interview and just kind of explain what inspired you to to start podcasting. Gosh, um, well, I'm a writer, and I was getting very frustrated by lack of readers. So we were just hanging out on our driveway and listening to the Bill Burr podcast. I'd had a couple of cocktails in me and I just said, you know what? I could totally do that too. That's something that I can do. And it was just kind of off from there. Do you prefer podcasting over writing? Or are they two completely different things? And some things fit writing and some things fit podcasting? Or They're two entirely different things, only in that a lot of the things that I would write, I can't necessarily say. They don't translate into conversation. But also it's still storytelling. So I'm working in the same manner where I'm trying to develop a story and create characters. So they're very similar, but it's definitely different methods of creating sentence structures. Julia, what kind of uh, writing do you prefer? Do you write long novels? Do you write short stories? Do you write Humor, essays. Articles? Essays are essays. my favorite. Okay. Yes. Although I have published one book. It was a memoir. Oh, great. And I, I, we're, I'm jumping to the end. We'll talk about this later. But at the end of the show, you are also, are they carrying your show on different radio stations? Do, do I understand that correctly? Yeah. It's syndicated on a couple of uh, online radio stations. So uh, Radio Vegas rocks uh, as well as IPMNation.com. Nice. Is it the podcast that's syndicated or do you do a completely separate show for the radio stations? It's the podcast. So when we release it, we release it to them and then they have us uh, air live at certain dates and times. It's kind of an interesting on-demand radio format that uh, is new to me. Is it uncensored? Uncensored. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Being the internet, that's the beautiful thing. Because right. yeah. the particular episode we listened to was a little tasty and I just wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're all quite like that. <laughs> okay. okay. It got fired up the more you drank and the further along you went, but we'll get into that in a bit. Indeed. <laughs> that's the good news. It's like you start off. Well, we'll, we'll talk. In fact, let's do that. I'll, uh, what we always like to do is play like about the first two or three minutes of the show and then uh, kind of give our first impressions of that. And so with that, it goes, this is episode number 100, we should say. So congratulations on that. A lot of people don't make it to 10, let alone 100. So uh, good on you. And uh, as they say, it goes a little something like this. You're listening to the Unwritable Rant podcast with your host, author, and occasional misanthrope. 
Juliet Miranda. Go to theunwritablerant.com and you can subscribe on iTunes or connect with the show on Facebook and Twitter. Hey there, y'all. This is Juliet Miranda, and you're listening to the Unwritable Rant Podcast. Wait for it. Episode 100. Woohoo, y'all. I will take absolutely no excuses. Y'all are going to get yourselves a glass. You're going to fill it up with something absolutely delicious. And please, join me in a toast. Cheers, y'all. Happy 100. I have myself some smooth bourbon today. I'm drinking Wyoming Whiskey Double Cask Strength Bourbon. Wyoming Whiskey is picking up on the trend that a lot of distilleries are, and that is finishing their bourbon in a different kind of cask. So this bourbon started off its life being aged in a charred oak barrel, and then it was finished in a sherry cask. It's been aged five years, so it's reasonably young but it is big on flavor. It's got an incredibly sweet flavor, which definitely comes from the sherry, but also from the mash bill. This bourbon is 68% corn, 20% wheat, and 12% malted barley. Right up front, it smells like sherry. It does. It smells almost like a dessert whiskey. Take a sip and it's got that warm, oily sort of feel. It is delightfully fruity. But then the more you sip, the more the other flavors start to come out. You're going to get a little bit of black pepper in here and kind of like, I don't know, apple pie spices. It's 100 proof, so it has a little bit more of a kick, but it's incredibly easy to drink. And I got to say, for a summer evening, this bourbon is a treat. Perfect celebratory bourbon. And really, can you believe it? 100 episodes. That is a whole lot of bourbon and misadventure. Now, I wanted to kick things off just by letting y'all know that because this is a special episode, I wanted to do something, I don't know, a little bit different. So today, I'm giving y'all two of what I consider my most unspeakable stories. These are the stories that have been rolling around in my head for years, but I've kind of held off on telling them for thousands of different reasons. But now, after 100 episodes... I figure y'all know me well enough to kind of understand where I'm coming from and know that I really do mean well, despite the trouble that I wind up causing. I've said it before. I am so very thankful that my guy gets me and that he appreciates my wacky sense of humor because it definitely hasn't always been that way. So there we go. She starts off the story there. So, uh, that's the first um, three minutes and 17 seconds of the uh, podcast. Roughly. Roughly, yeah. <laughs> For those of you keeping track at home. Uh, Eric, I will let you start off. The introduction here, I kind of went up and down on this one. The beginning, the music, I like the music. I like the way it come in to kind of set the tone. Like we're going to kick back. We're in a little speakeasy kind of thing. Set the New Orleans kind of flavor to it, which I like that. Um, David, not sure if you're the voice guy doing the open, but it was a little just kind of there. It was kind of like, hey, welcome to the show. All right, we're going to, here we go. And a little flat. Yeah. I, I w- yeah. I would have liked a little more, like, a little more energy there because when Juliet gets in, I mean, she's bubbly and she's fun and like, here we go. 
Um, so I would have liked the the open to kind of roll into her with a little more energy. The one thing I thought the the opening lacked was a a setup of what the show's about. Because here I am, I'm a new listener. I know it's episode 100, but I've never heard the show before. And I don't have, I have no idea what it's about. I don't know what I'm getting into. When I listen to these shows, what I do is I don't go read the notes. I don't, I don't do anything. I'm like a friend turned me on and said, here's the link. You should really listen to this podcast. I think you're going to enjoy it. So I hit, Oh, cool. I hit play and I listen to it and I have no idea what it's about. And all of a sudden we start talking about bourbon, which the description of the bourbon I thought was phenomenal. The, the details in there, the apple pie spices, just the whole the whole feel of the, the bourbon description was amazing, but I thought we were getting into a uh, discussion on, on bourbon or you know, on various whiskeys or something like that. Not sure what the show was about. And then all of a sudden we got into stories. So that kind of confused me a little bit walking into it. The fact that at the beginning you told me she was an author, I figured we were going to get into something about stories or books or some sort of discussion about that. So the bourbon discussion kind of threw me off a little bit at the beginning. Even just a sentence in your intro that says something like, you know, it's all about bourbon and stories or something like that. When I finished and I went and read your the notes that you sent us prior to listening to the episode, in there you tell me that it's about bourbon and great stories. It's for people who love to, love to sip bourbon every now and then and love a great story. That put it all together. Even if you put that simple sentence in the intro, I think that sets it up nicely for me as I walk into it. But the uh, description of the bourbon, I thought was, uh, I could almost taste it. I don't even drink. And I thought, wow, man, I got to I gotta get me <laughs> some of that bourbon. It was, it was good, good, the good. The description good. was fantastic. I loved the, you used all the senses in there. You used the sense of smell and uh, the taste and the oily feel of it. Just everything. One thing I would have liked, David, and you could probably do this. I would have liked, um, I would have liked a little ambience of maybe the ice clicking in the glass, or you know, if the bourbon was over ice, or a little a sound of the sip, um, rather than just that kind of dead space. Right. You know, and I'd like, where'd she go? And then she went, ah, that was tasty. And I was like, oh, she must have taken a drink. And that happens a couple times through the episode. I would have right. just liked that kind of let me enjoy it with you sort of ambient feel of it just a, just a little thing to to bring it home orally because as i'm listening to it in my headphones i'm right there in the moment i'm smelling the bourbon with her i'm feeling the oily texture of it i'm smelling it i'm tasting it but i don't hear it you know i, I just right. that would have that would have just completely brought it home for me and would have just put it all together then as we got to the story the fact that you set it up with these are a couple unspeakable stories that, you know, I've never told before, but I figure we're in hundred episodes into it. I could probably, you know, you and I are pretty tight now. I could probably let you in on this. I thought that set up the stories perfectly and, and it was a great setup to the, to the, the whole episode. I think it just missed that one sentence to tell me what the show was about. And it would have been, it would have been money it would have been right there. Yeah. Great yeah, that, feedback. That's what I had in my notes. Cause you say that line, the well, thanks for letting me go first then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Taking all the credit. Yeah. No, no, I look smart. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the two unspeakable stories line, you said it two minutes and 45 seconds. And I was like, if it was me, I would have somehow used that as a teaser. Like, hey, welcome to show 100. Today, I'm going to talk about two stories that are completely unspeakable. But before that, 
I'm sitting right here with some bur- and then going to the bourbon thing because I am not I'm not a an alcohol guy. And so for me, I, I now no on the other hand, you described I'm sitting there going, Have I ever put black pepper on apple pie? I should try that. Because <laughs> <laughs> it really got me thinking. And I'm with Eric. I was like, You have missed your calling. You should be, you know, I'm like, whoever that woman is from that 70s show, Myla Kuhn. No, get out of here. We have a new spokesperson <laughs> for bourbon right here. So that was awesome. But I actually also have my notes. I go, oh, this is a drinking show because I did the same thing Eric did. I went right to your episode. I'm like, oh, this is a drinking show. I'm not quite sure what this has to do with rants and unwritable, but okay. The other thing is, and this might be, I call it the dog killing moment. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen House of Cards, I'm going to spoil it for you. But in the very first episode, one of the key guys in the show murders a dog. And they said they did that on purpose because if that offends you, you're not going to like the rest of the show. <laughs> and so here's the, I, I will admit this. I had no idea what's a, what a misanthrope was. And I had to look it up. It's a hater of humankind. And yes. I went, <laughs> and, and, and I'm like, I don't know if that's meant to be. Cause if you don't know what a misanthrope is, you're not going to like my stories or not. But when you said that, I'm like, what, what's a, who, a what? So, <laughs> So I are a master OD English language. So uh, the other thing is, and that's why I let that play a little bit. When you started the story, I'm not sure how you would do this, but you kind of said you were just talking about this and that and a hundred episodes and blah, blah, blah. And your bourbon. Then you go, I sure am glad my guy gets me. And I'm thinking to me, I didn't know that that was where you were starting the story. And so then when you get, we went into um, the connoisseur, I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. She's telling a story. And then I had to figure out, wait, you just said something about the kind of, wait, was he stupid? Wait, hold on. So it was one of those things where, and I don't know if you go, I don't know if it would ruin the flow to say the first story I want to share with you today. I don't know if that would work or if it's too, I don't know. I I struggle with that. Eric, what are your thoughts on that? How do you start a story without going story number one? Story, right. Yeah. I I was listening to that too, because I went back and I listened to the beginning of the episode again, because at the very conclusion of that story, you talk about how it was you. I wrote it down here. Let me see. The, The conclusion of that story, it was me who wound up without any class. You know, when you thought it was going to be this guy, which I thought was a great, restating of your intro to the story but i missed the intro because of what dave said you just kind of you kind of just smoothed right by it i didn't hear the transition and it's a tricky putt to make the transition without it saying and now a time for a story the way dave talks about putting that piece up front at the very beginning i'm going to tell you two stories today that uh that how did you phrase it i'm going to tell you unspeakable stories that I've never told before. If you put that up front, that sets up the whole episode. And then after you describe the bourbon, say the first of my two unspeakable stories has to do with a guy I dated for a very short time, you know, and I, and that's when you could go into, I'm, I'm glad my guy gets me. So you kind of set it up again with the unspeakable stories after you've set it up at the beginning. It's not like now it's time for a story, but after you say, uh, cheers, hundred episodes, thanks. Mm, that's tasty. The first of the two unspeakable stories I want to share with you today has to do with a guy that I dated who was a, a complete, you know, uh, I forget how you, you phrased it, but, you know, just a, a contradiction of himself, uh, which was a great description of him at the very beginning. But I missed the whole intro of I'm glad my guy gets me too until I went back and listened to it a second time and said, oh, yep, there's the intro right there. 
So those transitions are kind of tricky. The, the transition into the second story was much more clear. And you didn't say now time for the second story, but you transitioned to that second story. Uh, and, I, and I knew it was coming. And I caught that. I caught the introduction to the second story a lot clearer. Yeah, I think that's why I caught the second story, too, is because I knew, OK, now we're talking stories. I, yeah. I don't think I was going, is, is this a drinking show? Wait, no. Oh, wait, it's a story. So I, I think I was ready for the. <laughs> I also think the introduction to the, are you, are you going to play part of the second story, Dave? The uh, beginning I have, of um, all I have is just, well, here, I, I love this of the first story. Uh, just the fact that it made me laugh. Well, before we jump into that, okay. the introduction of the second story, I think was a much stronger than the introduction to the first story. Cause the introduction to the second story, you start talking about the wackiest and most dangerous friend you'd ever known. And that your relationship burned out just in glorious fashion, just like it started, which was a phenomenal introduction to that story. That had me going like, all right, let's let's get into this debauchery. This is going to be awesome. You know, so I think that I think the the intro to that story was a lot more powerful than the intro to the first story. Not that the intro to the first story was wasn't as powerful. It just didn't capture me like the second one did. The second one was like, I got to hear this story. I'm glad my guy gets me not as captivating yeah the only thing i love the way you just your, your descriptions just to me just it was like this giant flag i'm a writer i'm used to describing things <laughs> and uh that was awesome the only thing is you described how smart he was and how his looks didn't but you didn't explain what he looked like that was the only thing i was like does he have i was in my my brain is like does he have black hair blonde hair i'm trying to to make that mental picture other than that your descriptions were just like off the off the chart one thing I love about your stories, Juliet, is the way you give everybody nicknames. So you don't use person, you don't use proper names in any of your stories. But you know, you have my guy, and you have the connoisseur, and you have uh, uh, what Crazy Town. Crazy I mean, Town. I love their names because you could just picture Crazy Town fits are perfect. After you get into the story, I'm like, oh yeah. That's exactly who we're talking about. I have a lot of fun coming up with those names. Yeah, I love the nicknames. Those are great. And Connoisseur worked perfectly. You know, the fact that the guy's smart but has no common sense whatsoever is, you know, I've known (laughs) plenty of guys like that. Yeah, exactly. So my favorite part of that story is you're explaining kind of what he's like and this and that. And then you throw in uh, this little tidbit. With a date I couldn't refuse. Don't get too excited, y'all. It's not like he wanted to whisk me off on some exotic getaway. His so-called date for us turned out to be a funeral. And that to me was like, <laughs> it, it's a nice little, because it, it keeps, you know, oh, the date you couldn't refuse. Okay, I'm listening. And then you're like, he's taking me to a funeral. And I was like, you've got to be kidding which, me. Which sums up your description of him perfectly. Like, right. hey, mm-hmm. gotta, need a date. We're going to a funeral. Yeah, oh, he just great. didn't awesome. get it. Yeah. The, my favorite part, your descriptions through all of your stories are great. I love your writing. That when you describe the urn as a pimped out fire hydrant, I was like, oh, that is awesome. Yeah. And yeah it's, oh, it was, again, those were really good. For me, I, I pictured you in something black and in your, you know, the connoisseurs in black and this guy's whispering things, making you laugh. So I just, I had that whole mental picture of, you know, the almost like the two kids in, you know, sitting in the back making fun of people. That's really when, the the beginning of the story was cool, but when we get to the funeral, I'm like, I'm so into the story now. And it's I'm right in the room there with you going, where's the body? I thought that was hilarious. And so at the be- just to explain where my, my mindset was, at the beginning, I was like, oh, it's a drinking show. 
And then it's like, oh no, it's wait, wait, there's a story. Oh wait, now I'm glad I, cause at the beginning, again, I'm just, for what it's worth, I'm just not an alcohol guy. And so I was kind of like, meh, all right. But at this point, I'm really glad I sat through the bourbon description because I'm like, this is a cool story. So I can, I can, if this is the way it works, that's fine. I'll know in the future for me, at least not being a bourbon guy, I'll just, you know, do what everybody else does. Yeah. Hit, 30 second, 30, 30 second. second <laughs> and we'll be past the bourbon. We'll be right to the story. So, um, so yeah, was, it could it could be stories over drinks or something like that. Right. You know, just a, a simple description at the beginning. One one thing, Juliet, I wanted to ask you: being a writer, as you're presenting these stories, do you want to present it as if you're reading a, an essay or a short story that you've written, or do you want to present it as if you're just sitting over drinks telling me the story? I try to toe the line between the two because I want people to feel comfortable and like we're having a conversation, but I also want it to feel very narrative, like a story. So I try to keep it very smooth, but also give it a little bit of, you know, rawness in some of the descriptions or just in the way that I I go through the story structure so that it's a little more casual. Okay. That's, it feels like you're reading it casually. It feels like not as formal as an audiobook. Right. It feels more like I'm at a bookstore with an author doing a reading mm-hmm. and the author's reading what they've written. Yeah, I'm trying to take it, it a like. little further, a little less formal than that. But it, it's a very tricky balance because I want to make sure that I get the story out and tell the descriptions and all that. So it's it's something that I'm constantly working on. Right. Because the the way we speak and the way we write are two completely different structures. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be difficult with the way you write, because you write as a great author. You use great words. You And when you read a great author, a lot of times you'll run into words and sentence structure that that most people don't use in everyday life, which is fine for the way you're writing. And And I think it's going to be tough for you to read it the way you've written it. And position it as if I'm just telling the story. I'm just guessing, but I'm thinking you might be better if you if you kind of set it up as if you're reading a short essay you've written about a story about a time in your life or something like that. I don't know, just something to think about because I think it's going to be difficult for you to keep your solid writing structure the way you write as an author and make it sound like it's just an off the cuff story you're telling. I don't have a problem with it being a casual reading of an essay you've written, but with the with the bourbon description, there was a line or two in there that I can tell you just took off the cuff that wasn't in your script because you were you were real natural when you said that line. I think it was the apple spices line. You said something like, mm, I don't know, some like like apple pie spice or something like that. It was very off the cuff and I could tell that you were thinking about it and just giving it to me as you normally would rather than reading what you had written on the mm-hmm. paper. Um, it was very much, very more uh, more conversational when you did that. So I don't have a problem with you reading your essays. I'm just thinking of how you might set that up so people understand that th- these are some some pieces I've written about times in my life or something like that. The interesting thing about how she kind of sets up or practices for the different episodes is that she writes an outline. It's not really the whole story and all the words and reads them. She'll, But what she'll do is take that outline and on her way to her different jobs during the course of the week that she'll practice it in the car. And I think maybe over-practicing it's, it. It's almost like a monologue at, yeah. at, 
certain points. Right. Yeah, that could be. You could be over-practicing it. I think that might be it. Yeah. Maybe maybe in your outline, you just write down some of those fantastic descriptive words you want to include in the story, you know, where where crazy trains coming out and she's dazzling and whatever. And you, you know, you, maybe you just write that one line that you want to be mm-hmm. sure to include and then don't practice it so much. Just, right. just give me a try. And, and if it, if it doesn't work, practice it some more and, and record it again. I'd like to be a little more personal and conversational because I think, I think the the second story worked because I got into the rhythm of your reading and, and your narrative and the second story really came to life for me. I felt like it was an audiobook and I was listening to a scene out of a movie because the crazy stuff that happened in that story was <laughs> phenomenal. The first story, I wasn't used to your cadence mm-hmm. and I wasn't used to the to your reading and it felt a little stiff. I don't think I didn't feel like I was fully bought into the first story as right. much as I was the second story. And I don't know if it was the second story was just a whole lot better than the first story or if I wasn't just I, I just wasn't used to your storytelling in the first go around. But yeah, maybe just take your outline and don't 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 be so good. <laughs> just give it a whirl. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, Crazy Town, I did pull uh, again just another great clip of like, okay, I'm totally sucked into this story now. <laughs> as far as I could see it, there really was only one avenue left for her to explore. Honestly, I was amazed it had taken her this long to suggest it. So when my insane girlfriend looked at me and, in all seriousness, suggested we become strippers, I can't say I was all that surprised. So again, I was just like, <laughs> what? Oh, which, yeah. which to me, I love this story because I always say when you can give behind the scenes stuff that you cannot get any place else, that to me is is gold. And so it's always like... I've been at bachelor parties and I've been there are times when I'm like, okay, I'm very ashamed to be a male in this scenario because we are not behaving correctly here. And I've always wondered what is going through the brain of the poor female that's like putting up with just a bunch of drunken idiots. So that's when I was like, oh, this, this is going to be okay. This, this should be entertaining. And it was, it was very entertaining. So. The uh, best stories are when you're sitting on the edge of your seat wondering what's going to happen next. Yeah. And the whole we're crammed in a bathroom trying to get changed. <laughs> and I got a bad feeling about this. And I'm mm-hmm. telling her we should leave. And she's like, don't worry about it. You're going to be fine. 40 minutes and we're out of here. And then you go out there and the guy's peering out the window through the blinds and everything. And I'm yes. like, oh, my God, what is going to happen? You know, this is crazy. This is oh, it's just. Uh, well, I didn't know if it was a drug house or. Yeah, I think it was stolen, all of the above. Stolen property or what? It was crazy. Well, there's a, a book called Out on a Wire, written by somebody who did an internship at NPR, and they give you the NPR formula. It's like you know this happened, but you're not going to believe it. Then this happened, and then oh my gosh, this happened, and blah, blah blah. And then in the end, and and I was like it. Definitely had that like, oh, then what? And she pulled a where? And I, I love the line <laughs> where Crazy Town pulls a knife and, and in the middle of this extremely tense, now we have a switchblade open and you go, where were you hiding at? It was the most miraculous thing I had ever seen. And I, was, I can just picture you stopping like like you're, you're completely ignoring everybody around you like, whoa, good move. I'm impressed. It was like, seriously impressive. So that was awesome. Yeah, was, and then you get outside, and she's like, "That was awesome." And you're like, "What are you talking about?" 
You are crazy. Well, and, and that was the other thing. In, in true up to her name, she's like, wait, wait, I forgot my shoes. And I'm like, <laughs> right. <laughs> she was seriously upset about that. Oh, oh what a great story. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Thank you. When we switch over here to your website, this is where, this is actually where I got more confused than on your audio. Um, <laughs> you could thank me for that. Okay, because yes. it looks really good. I've never seen anybody put a Lipson player up in the top. I was like, that is really cool. I've never seen anybody do that. That was really cool. But like right now we're looking at a screen that says the unwritable rant interviews and yes. God help me. I can't find these anywhere. Uh, I, I, even if I go to podcast, really? yeah, when I go here, so let's say hmm. I want, and then this oh, is awful. I hate the embedded. Yeah, I do. So <laughs> my question is, because you can embed this player and take these notes and put them on your website, I don't think you're getting any Google juice out of that because you have an embedded iframe of the whole podcast page. Now, granted, it's a little more work because now you can just upload to Libsyn and it'll update your page automatically. But right. if you were looking for Google juice, I don't know that this page is going to get you any. And then I, w- I agree. And then I wasn't sure if there's a search up. I, I guess if I do, if I scroll yeah, down. Yeah, if you up, go to the, the top right, you can just click on interviews and then all of them show up. Interviews. Ah, okay. So it wasn't. But, but you'd have to know that. Yes. Wasn't anything obvious that, that popped out. <laughs> right. At me. Um, now, we've had some great interviews like Mike Rowe and oh, yeah. Leah Thompson and great people. But, you know. Yeah. And it's so, so funny. We've kind of abandoned them because the stories are more, actually more people are listening to the stories than the interviews. Very true. Yeah. I can see that because I don't know, to me, I, I walk down the street, I bump into 15 million interviews with the word preneur somewhere stuck in there. Uh, <laughs> I had one today and I was like, fire. No, it was just, no. I, and please put, please put putting the word pod into everything. <laughs> So it's not, you know, it's not podtastic. It's not podalicious, you know. Podpreneur. Right. Talk to, talk to Juliet. She's a writer. She can come up with some more words for you. Panure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's me. Manure, panure at this point. Um, but when I clicked on essays, mm-hmm. now I'm taken to a different website. To blog, right. Yeah. And I was like, so it seems like we have two kind of brands going on. We have the Morning Neurosis website, which is your book. And then over mm-hmm. here you have the unwritable rant. And I just wasn't sure, which is fine. It just, to me, I was like, Oh, now if I want to get back, granted, I can close the tab. I just, I guess my question is why isn't the unwritable rant on the morning neurosis website or vice versa? Why do we have two websites? I think it was just convenient. She had the WordPress for her blog. And then when we started the podcast, I'm like, well, this blog isn't going to do for for what we wanted to do for the podcast. So I just started the new one and tried to incorporate it in, but it's like shoehorning, right? And that's the way I still feel about the website. It's like a bunch of stuff kind of shoehorned together. While it's aesthetically looks decent, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that it's functional. Got it. Um, and then when you go to about, this has a ton about her. But, Writing, yeah. But zero about the podcast. Right. And that was something that I was like, depending on what you're, and this is where there's, I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer here. If the idea of the podcast is to help sell books, 
well, then you'd want to promote her as a writer and then have a paragraph at the bottom of like about the unwritable rant. This podcast is about bourbon and great stories, yada, 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 et cetera, et cetera. But I was just, that was my whole thing. And then thank God you have a contact page because you'd be surprised how many people don't. Um, but uh, Eric, what were your thoughts on the the website? I was a little confused by the interviews because you mentioned interviews in the podcast episode. Um, you know, go sign up if you want, you know, uh, early access to the interviews. And then on the website, it said interviews. But I wasn't sure what what sort of people you were interviewing. You know, I see pictures of all of the celebrities. But are they all celebrities like there, what, there's Charlie Daniels and there's actors and like I, I, what's the common theme through all of these people? And then uh, they're sharing their stories, but I didn't know stories about what I thought that was pretty broad. Are they sharing their stories about life or crazy stuff that happened to them in life or uh, what? When you solicit them to be on the show, to be interviewed. What do you tell them you're going to interview them about? Or or do you ask them to share stories about something in particular? Well, I generally target folks and I do all the booking for the show and we do interviews. But again, like I said, we're kind of leaning a little bit more away from that. But when we were doing a lot of interviews, it was based on whatever they were promoting at the time, but also trying to weave a narrative. She would come up with interview questions that would kind of t- that would make a story that would take them from one place to another. So was it story about life or how they got where they are or it was, was a, a was, general progression of-, of their career. So looking okay. at their current projects, then going through monumental points throughout their career. Okay. All right. I don't know if there's a way to kind of refine and define that in, in when you say we're interviewing people um, because that it's a pretty broad statement. Maybe there's a way to kind of, Give me a little focus on it just just so I know what I'm getting in an interview. If we're going to talk to Charlie Daniels, what is it about his love of bourbon or the fact that he plays a lot of shows in parking lots or what? I don't know. So um, just a little clarification there I thought would be good. I thought the website look, the, the, I, I'm, I'm a minimalistic kind of guy and I thought the look of the website was very classy. I love the setup and I don't, I hate when you, like Yahoo, where it's just all like somebody threw up on the page and you're trying to find what you're looking for. That's that drives me up a wall. So the fact that your page was really clean and easily to, easy to navigate, I love that. And uh, it was easy to find the about page and the podcast and all of that was great. Just the interview thing kind of confused me a little bit there. It confuses a lot of people. And that's <laughs> why we kind of started going away from it because it's uh, her it's interviews so have been great. and. Uh, if you get a chance, you know, listen to any of them. She's done a great job with the interviews, but people don't understand. Well, okay, here's storytelling and right. then here's interviews. So do you make it a separate podcast or do you try to incorporate it in between the story? Well, I think what we need to do is we need to step back and decide what it is you guys are trying to accomplish. You you have great download numbers. We want to continue to grow those downloads. But what's the end game? Is it to monetize the podcast? Is it to drive people to books? Is it to write more books? Is it to become a best-selling author? Or are you writing stories about your life? What's the end game? And then once we figure out what the ultimate goal is, then we can work backwards and decide, do interviews help us get to that goal? Uh, is it is it my storytelling that people want to hear? And do we even need to do interviews anymore? Because the storytelling is what is going to drive people to want to read my books because my books are about my life 
in your in your description of it, you talk about New Orleans and about Juliet's love of New Orleans and how she wants to talk about it and share stories about it. But I miss New Orleans in the whole episode. Other than the music at the beginning and the end, I didn't get New Orleans coming out. I I didn't hear us talk about New Orleans. I didn't hear us wrap around. You know, I didn't hear like these stories happened in New Orleans. So I'm not sure. I think we need to focus on what the ultimate goal is and what we want to accomplish. And then we can figure out what the podcast looks like, what the stories look like, and what your call to action is. Because at the end, you just say, hey, uh, by the way, we're on this online radio thing. Uh, You can go to the website and sign up to get the newsletter and follow us on Twitter. But there's really no, there's no reason for the call to action. You know, I, I, I don't understand what it is we're trying to accomplish. If you want, Juliet's a great writer. She's got a book out. She's working on a second one. We'd love to keep you informed. If you want great stories like these delivered directly to your inbox, head over to the Unspeakable Rant and sign up right there and we'll deliver them to you. Every week, Juliet's got another story and another podcast and we'll send it right to you. Sign up online. You know, and now all of a sudden we're building our our story library. We're building our community. We're building our email list. We get them to share those emails. You know, they're going to send them to a friend. You're never going to believe this story about the stripper. This is awesome. You got to listen to this podcast. And all of a sudden word starts spreading and our engagement starts spreading. And now you have a list of 10,000 people and the new book's coming out. And you say, and you start a launch with the new book and hey, the new book's coming out. Here's a little sample of it. I, I read two pages of it. You know, I picked the best story out of the book. And if that's the way you want to go, that's an example. If, But I think we need to figure out what that end goal is and then work backwards to figure out how we get there. Sure. Well, and I, I think you pretty much nailed it with the storytelling. Uh, the goal for me has always been to tell my stories and then use the podcast as a way to drive people to ultimately my new book releases. Nice. Yeah. Then I don't know what you need interviews for. Right. I think, I right. think your right. storytelling is the power. The interesting thing was that early on in the podcast that the interviews actually drew a lot more people to start to listen to the podcast. And we started to see the numbers grow based on that. Yep. But there became a point of diminishing returns where we said, okay, now the story podcasts are starting to become a lot more popular. So that's when we just kind of took a step back and said, like, the last one we did was Leah Thompson. And that was, I don't know, like nine or 10 episodes ago. And I, I don't, we have nothing booked in the future because we have no plans to, <laughs> to be quite honest. I could see maybe, are they sharing kind of the same type of stories or is it just. In, in essence, they are. Uh, it's not like a complete theme, meaning that, right. you know, this, it, we're going to cover this very specific thing with all these different people. What Juliet does and i'll let you talk of course (laughs) but she dives into areas that no not any other interview that we could find either online or in print goes into that is a lot different and a different angle on their career like with leah thompson talked a lot about her daughters and their acting and how it's influenced her and different areas where people may not have heard things from that specific you know celebrity Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I wasn't sure if you had kind of the same type of style of stories, you know, things that are, you know, unwritable or things like that. Then it would kind of fit the show. I was trying to find a way of like 
Yeah, no, it's it's far more conversational than that. And yeah. I think it's the kind of I always looked at it as being the kind of things that you would draw out of somebody as you're having a conversation with them at a bar where you're sitting and hanging out. And then you get that one story that they didn't think they were going to tell, but they do. Nice. That's always been yeah. the angle. Like Mike Rowe telling about uh, how, how he wrote his podcast on, you know, on while he was, you know, on the toilet going number two. Nice. <laughs> <A blast. laughs> how, how long is the interview and how long does it take you to get to that story? The interviews usually last about an hour. I'm on the phone with them and then we edit it down to about half an hour or so. But I, I, I just like talking to these people and I go in very well prepared, knowing everything I, I can about them. So I, I can kind of hear where they've got areas where there's a little bit more. And it, I just I try to bring it out. This is just an idea. You don't have to run with it. But if you might structure the podcast where you do a shorter interview with them, maybe it's 30 minutes and you, and you try and get to that story quicker where they have one really good story. And it's a story about something that happened in their life. And then maybe if you can edit that down to 15 minutes and then find a story in your life that's similar, not not the same story, but maybe has a similar theme to it, a similar character, a similar time and place. And you could do your podcast where you have your story at the beginning and then their story at the end, or maybe their story at the beginning to set it up and your story at the end. So it's still you storytelling, but it's also them mm-hmm. storytelling. And it, the story, the, the podcast isn't a long interview. It's just a story of a phenomenal story from your guest. And then maybe you could put the whole interview somewhere else or something like that. Maybe start a second podcast with the full interview or bonus content or something, yeah. like, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Sign up yeah, for the newsletter it, and get the. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but well, then there's there's yeah. a, a story arc through the episode where where the two stories kind of relate to each other. That makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. It's an idea. Well, the the other thing I wanted to point out, the, my last piece of slightly confusion, and this is on occasion I get nitpicky, so this is a nitpicky thing. Um, I was like, oh, cool swag, and I went to shirts, mm-hmm. and I don't. This this branding wise, I don't see this logo anywhere on your website. And yeah, that's something that I put together just specifically for the t-shirt, t-shirt? because okay. I, I you know Juliet didn't want her face <laughs> on the t-shirt because okay. people you know I don't know it was no, one of those vanity or ego things <laughs> like that's well, not, not necessary <laughs> let's let's do something good. but uh, there is a bourbon you know flair to right. the show yeah. so yeah, we I thought, thought it was a cool shirt I just was like yeah. and then I, it, and now that I think about it your your artwork is her face so yeah that would be a little. Yeah, I, I can see where people might get a little But Dave, if you want a t-shirt with her face, I'll have it sent out to you. <laughs> we'll get it next week. There we go. All right. But like I say, other than that, I, I'm with Eric. I like the fact that there's not a ton on it. It just here's the things you need to do. I just, like I say, I got a little confused with the the in-bed and going to another website. But right. all in all, not a, a huge deal. Um, I, I do like the typewriter font of the unwritable rant. Um, Thank you. The un- unwritable <laughs> rant logo. that makes two. <laughs> so maybe it's the unwritable rant podcast um, with Juliet Miranda underneath it, just as a T-shirt. You know where it's just that's an idea. Yeah, pretty simplistic. You know, 
just a thought. The last thing we have to uh, play is how you kind of wrapped up the show. And this is really almost in a way not fair because your ending was different because it was a special show. It was episode 100. True. So when we went to wrap things up, this is kind of how you you did it. I just want to give you all a very special thank you and raise up my glass and toast to you. Cheers. And then the All right. I got celebrating to do, y'all. I'll be back next week with episode 101. Until then, cheers. Go to theunwritablerant.com and sign up to get early access to interviews and new videos. You can hear new episodes of The Unwritable Rant on RadioVegas.rocks every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern and on IPMNation.com on Saturdays and Sundays at 6 p.m. Eastern. And hear best of episodes every weekday at 3 p.m. Eastern. And don't forget to connect with Juliet on Twitter at Morning Neurosis. Yeah, he was pretty as a Sunday morning, standing on the corner And here's the fun thing. thing. What you say we make a way up to We have 45 seconds left in the song. And and yeah. And so I'm going to go ahead and fade this out. Um, I, I have a couple, I have one podcast. The guy plays the entire song at the end of the show. <laughs> and I, the fact that I'm driving along, I have to go skip, 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 ticket to that, 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 and I don't know any, I mean, I love Stairway to Heaven. Uh, I grew up on that song. <laughs> I don't need to hear that song ever again. So you may be in a territory where people may end up hating that. I don't know. Eric, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm not sure a full song's necessary. Maybe just a little bit of it, faded out, that kind of thing, but gives me a definite New Orleans sort of feel. Yeah. It was on but, this bookend to the to the opening. Yeah, I don't know that we need a whole lot of it. Just give me a taste of it. I got what I needed out of the out of the podcast. So, rather than the uh, listen to us live here, listen to us live there, listen to us live there, I my head was spinning by the time we got to the end of that. Get just direct me to the website where if you want to listen to the show live, we're on three times every week. You can find the directory online at theunwritablerant.com and and just have the on-air listing right there where people can listen to you whenever they'd like. Yeah, what do you, that makes sense. What do you call it when you have the different, um, it's a radio thing, the different affiliates, maybe. Yeah, you could have syndication. A, yeah, you can have like syndication and then you could have your iTunes and your Android and we're on right. this channel and, and while we're at it, you know, you could throw in a Twitter. It's so confusing for people because when you talk about, you know, getting on-demand content through all of these different ways you can subscribe to it or get it on-demand, and then you talk about syndication or being live. They're expecting, is it live? Is she doing it live? Or is it, it's, it's such a hard thing to explain to an audience. The other thing I wanted to point out, and again, this may just be Dave, but I, it's one of those things that once I noticed it, and we were talking about this before we hit record, in that first clip of three minutes and 17 seconds, you said y'all seven times. Yeah. No, it's, it's my new favorite drinking game. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. And I didn't do it on purpose, but I just realized that every clip I played tonight, <laughs> you said y'all in it. And my, and I don't, no, I'm, I'm well aware of it. It's, it's totally my verbal dick. Yeah, okay. it, it is a crutch. Because the only thing I could think of, again, I, who cares, but you go from talking from one to one to when you say y'all, now I'm mm. talking to a group of people. And so it, it comes from, it's not like I'm sitting in a group of people. When you say, and I understand you're talking to the audience, but sometimes, and again, this is up to you. If you like the word y'all, by all means, you just y'all away. But when you talk just to, instead of y'all, it's like, hey, 
I want to thank you instead of y'all. Now it's, Ooh, you're talking right to me. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a personal preference, whatever you want to do. I'm just letting you know that, that one of the things for me, I used to listen to a show by Michael Hyatt and it was Michael talking to me. I I had two shows and and Ray Edwards was another one. He was talking to me. Both of them got co-hosts and I went from them talking to me to them talking to each other. And I was an eavesdropper and it completely changed the dynamic of the podcast for me. So, but I, I have had people say, wow, I feel like you're talking directly to me, to which I then look in the eye and go, I am. So it's not a, it's not a deal breaker. I'm just letting you know that that y'all thing might, if you want to make it more intimate, mix in a you every now and then. And (laughs) (laughs) of course, but overall, as we, we kind of wrap things up here, number one, again, your, your descriptions, I just was like, wow, this is a writer. Here's the thing. And, and maybe we'll talk about this with your calls to actions. I, it showed you were a writer and it made me want to investigate your book. Which if that if that's the purpose of the of of the podcast, I was like, wow, if her stories are good, I better books good. So it was a nice little stamp of like, here's somebody who's putting some thought into it. The yeah, and your your website was a little confusing. Uh Eric, anything else you want to throw in? I think your writing's spectacular. Um, you're not throwing in, you know, three dollar words just for the heck of it. It's uh it's easily digestible and understandable. The details bring the entire story to life. Like I'm sitting right there in the living room with you, which I thought was fantastic. I love your storytelling. I think if you, the two of you step back and determine what you want to accomplish with the podcast and then restructure your intro and you're out um, to help you achieve that goal, I think you will see massive returns for that. I'm not a big non or a, a big fiction reader. I don't, I don't read novels. I, the only books I read are usually, nonfiction and a lot of statistics and numbers. But my wife loves John Grisham and all of those suspense novels. She loves loves them and reads a ton of them. She reads really fast. I don't. It takes me like six months to read a book. I can, You probably write a book faster than I read the book. Uh, I was wondering why John Grisham doesn't have any movies out lately. I thought it was crazy. And I was wondering if he had a new book coming out. I, so I Googled him and John Grisham actually went out on his first book tour in 25 years for his new novel that he has out and he turned it into a podcast. He stopped at 13 bookstores around the country and recorded the hour talk at the bookstores. He would sit down with other authors from that town and uh, just talk about writing and the writing process and what they go through to write a book and how, how each writer does it differently. And it was just fascinating. I'm, I don't have a desire to write a novel. I don't even read novels, but I found the, the podcast incredibly insightful. It's called Book Tour with John Grisham. If you listen to it, I think I think you'll be incredibly inspired as a writer. I don't think it's going to help you reach your goal on your podcast because his is just like hit record and sure. let's do whatever. But it's a really cool podcast you might check out. But I, I, I think you guys are well on your way. The podcast has great structure, a few minor little tweaks. And I think um, I think you'll, you'll, you're well on your way to hitting the goals that you'll set for yourselves. One other little note I have down here. Have you guys ever thought about approaching bourbon companies for advertising? We did, but we don't want to be, uh, be beholden to them, you know, and have to, you know, if somebody's going to sponsor us, then we're going to have to say nice things where not every bourbon she drinks, she says nice things about. They're not so. winners. Well, that's, that was going to be my suggestion is like, if you have a favorite that you can talk about. Like I, yeah. I talked about my Fitbit because I love one. And, and so, right. um, mm. 
you know, but if you have one, you're like, this is my all time favorite. The fun part then is then what happens when it sounds, you know, it sounds like part of your show is introducing a new one. So that gets a little tricky when you're like, "Mm, this is my favorite, but you know, what's close is. Yeah. yeah. But this is great too. It's definitely a slippery slope. And she does extended uh, bourbon reviews on YouTube where, you know, like in the beginning of the show, it's like between, we keep it as short as we keep it very short, like two to maybe three minutes max, Mm -hmm. or or in that case, three minutes and 17 seconds, as you pointed out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that included the introduction. That was the intro. Yes. Yes. Very true. Very true. But uh, her bourbon videos are like like, uh, like five or six minutes. Yeah. So they're a little bit longer and we're, we're trying to do longer form for that on that side and try to keep the bourbon a little bit shorter in the podcast. Mm. All right. Well, Eric, any final thoughts as we get out the door? I think we hit them all already. I just want to double check. I love, I love the podcast overall. I thought the stories were fantastic. You're a great writer. I can't wait to see where you guys go with it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. As someone, I I do another show that's much shorter where I just pick random podcast. I literally have um, my Amazon device, the woman in the tube that I don't want to say because she'll wake up Um, and and, and she picks random stuff. And it's so refreshing to actually hear a podcast that doesn't make me just go, ugh. Thank you for that. It's it's a kind of weird back. That is good to hear. But it it was like, no, seriously, it was one of those where I was like, okay, cool. Here's somebody who's put some thought into it. And then when you got into the story, I was like, oh, this is cool. So I'm subscribing. You have a new subscriber. So uh, perfect. I like good old stories. So that uh, good stuff. And uh, again, you can Can we write that on our website. We didn't make Dave Jackson throw up. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's uh, have a picture of me with a little round circle around it. I didn't throw up when I listened. Yeah. That's always good. And uh, you can find them at theunwriteablerant.com. So, uh, Julia and Dave, thanks for uh, coming on the show. Dave, uh, Eric, thank you so much for doing this for us. It's uh, a huge help to us. And there's a lot of great feedback. And we're certainly going to, you know, kind of figure out how we're going to retool based on this. So, again, thank you. Yeah, really appreciate it. Great, great feedback. Our pleasure. Thanks for being here. And you can find Eric at podcasttalentcoach.com. You can find me at schoolofpodcasting.com. And if you would like your podcast reviewed, just go over to podcastreviewshow.com and uh, sign up. If you are uh, in a place where your time zone does not coincide with ours, we do our best to either stay up really late or early. Um, There is an option where we will review your show without you. But most people want to come on board so we can uh, talk live. But again, that's at podcastreviewshow.com. Thanks for watching and listening, and uh, we'll see you again real soon with another episode. This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Changing the world, one download at a time.